Hey everyone, Kaylee and Lane here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pre-K Teacher Family. This is a podcast for all things Pre-K Teacher. Behavior management strategies, time-saving tips, advice from teachers, and high-quality resources. If you need it, we're talking about it. We'll be bringing you new episodes every Friday. Make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Okay, we want to start out by saying this whole situation is super crazy and unpredictable and we have no idea what the hell we're doing, but we want to try and support teachers to support all of the families out there. Especially for our pre-K and K teachers, we wanted to create something you can pass on to your families uh, to offer some ideas and some support during this crazy time. And we want to start by saying... We are doing this episode to try and help. We don't want to overwhelm you or add extra stuff to your plate. We just hope everyone is staying safe and taking care of themselves because we are in this with you and we are losing our minds too. Do the best you can and sleep well at night knowing that it, it is enough. A few weeks away from school or even a month or two isn't going to be the end of the world. I mean, things are crazy We're all experiencing so many different emotions, but we just want to be a calm voice that can tell you it's going to be okay. Kids aren't going to forget everything they've learned and who knows how long this will be for. When I first wrote this episode, I was saying a few weeks away from school won't be the end of the world, but now it looks like most schools are closing until the end of the year. So I had to change it to a few months away from school. We all want this to be over soon. And we don't want to freak anyone out. The one thing we can control is how we react to things. It's important to stay calm, take it one day at a time, and we hope that this episode will bring you some sort of joy or some some kind of inspiration. We would actually really love to see everyone relax, reconnect, and embrace this crazy special time. We want this episode to be more about how to survive or dare we even say enjoy this time being with your kids and away from, well, everything else. We know that life is stressful right now, but we want to help you enjoy being around your kids 24-7 for days and days. I know that so many people are worried about supporting their families and can barely get past the day-to-day stuff. So I know the thought of educating kids from home and distance learning is just too much for a lot of us. I hope that after you hear this episode, you feel like you have like we have given you some doable, easy things to make your life and this time better for you. So that's what we want to remind you, not to feel pressured about being the teacher. We don't know how long this will last, but once it's over, your teachers will step back up and be the teachers and the kids will get right back to it and everything will be okay. Yep. So my daughter, Scout, she's in preschool and her teachers have been so awesome throughout all of this. Um, they have emailed us with fun little simple activities to try at home, which are very helpful, especially for parents that don't have a background in pre-K or any kind of schooling. So, um, 
And a lot of the ideas are play-based and things we normally do, but she reminds us to use certain vocab and things like that. So it's really helpful to kind of bring it back to what they do in school. And another really fun activity she suggested was to play, um, like play school and let Scout be the teacher and have her teach us the songs they sing at school. And it was so fun. Scout loved this one. She pretended to be Miss Michelle and she was able, <laughs> yep, she was able to teach us the good morning song, the calendar song and the days of the week. And she often told me I did it all wrong, but we kept, <laughs> we kept going. And she often says, that's not how Miss Michelle does it. So <laughs> we just try again. Um, but she misses school so much. She cried when I told her that she probably wouldn't be back for a while. And her teachers have been so sweet. And they send us little emails that really brighten her day. In fact, like she asks every day, did they send an email? <laughs> so and and they keep it really short and doable. Like I can't imagine sending each kid like long emails every day. But it's just like, hey, Scout, I miss your smile. You know, stuff like that. Simple, but really thoughtful. Um, so learning at home can be a great experience if you relax, breathe, and keep it simple. Okay, so here are some tips for you. One big tip is that we know kids act differently at home than they do at school, which is good for many reasons, but it can also make it hard to do school at home. So we recommend finding a place to make a, a change for the school time in the day at home, whether it's creating a certain space where it will be the school time or getting certain materials together that will be the school materials do something to clearly show your child, we are entering this space and now we'll be doing our schoolwork or we use these specific materials. We're going to act differently because this is going to be our work time. And then we will go back to the fun normal home stuff after, you know, shortly after this. Not to say that the school stuff won't be fun, but you want to make a clear distinction for your children. Because school is a place where kids thrive off of routines and structures. If you can bring that stuff into your home day for a little bit, you'll be so much better off. Some ideas for this are setting aside a space for work time, whether that's a table set up in the family room, or if you live somewhere that's nice, it might be able to be set up outside. You can create a tray of school materials, maybe a fresh pack of crayons or some pencils that you've attached feathers to the end to so they feel special and kids will be excited to use them. That is such a good suggestion. Um, I've learned this at home because we do homeschool on Monday. And that distinction is very important because otherwise Scout will go in there and she plays with everything and everything's mixed up and she feels like it's, you know, free time. So I love that suggestion. Um, and I was talking to my mom and she's a therapist and she said um, something I thought was pretty helpful we were talking about how crazy things are, and she said a good way to spin this is setting up the new normal. So it means like you can set up the new normal on how you want it and be sure to be more balanced with med uh, mental, physical, and emotional health. So like from going here forward, it's how you want it to be. So you're setting it up a new way, the new normal. Um, so that when everything goes back to the way it was, we can keep those aspects into our daily routine moving forward. And I just thought, oh, that's a good little spin on it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. 
So also during this time of so much uncertainty, it's nice for kids to have that structure and, you know, feel safe, like Kaylee said. And one way of doing that is providing the routines and rituals at home. So kids can get in anxiety just like adults, but it usually comes out in like stomach aches or not sleeping or out of character behavior and so on. So kids' daily routines have been turned upside down. They are used to going to school daily, having play dates and soccer practice to now not know what's going on from day to day. One way I help deal with um, so much change is having Scout help me make a daily visual schedule. It's been really helpful for her to know what her day is going to look like. She can now refer to the schedule and know when it's time to do what. So she can feel safe like, oh, right now it's breakfast and after breakfast I have free time and then after free time, blah, blah, blah. So it's helpful for her to know and be accountable for what she's supposed to be doing in the day. Um, Also, we kept it really, really simple. Ours is literally made with markers and a piece of wrapping paper. (laughs) We have about six or seven things on there, like breakfast, movement, you know, like outside time or dance, um, school fun, lunch, chores, quiet time, play, and dinner. Um, I think the schedule actually helps me just as much as it helps her, and it helps me be accountable uh, more than anything. Um, But Scout does like to know what's happening next, so this has been really helpful in easing some of that anxiety of the not knowing. That is such a great idea. Time is an abstract concept that kids don't fully understand, so making a visual schedule can be so helpful to help kids out with this tricky concept. My sister told me that having a visual schedule turned her days around with her kids completely because like you said, now they see free time on the schedule and they're like, oh, it's time for free time. Let's go find something to play with. You know, whereas before they had too many options. So they, they wouldn't just go pick one thing to play with for a small amount of time like they do when they see it on the schedule. That's awesome. I think that one way to do this is, like we mentioned, to do a small part of the day for learning where kids can act like they would in school. And we know you've probably seen the hundreds of posts about online resources. There are plenty of great ones, but with so much of them being online, it can be tempting to hand them the screens. But just remember, when they sit on the screens, they are missing out on so much of the movement and engagement they are craving. So if you're seeing behaviors flare up, I'd look into ways to reduce screen time and increase the movement. Not to say that you're not going to use screen time. Yeah, I was just about to say, let's just be clear that we Lord knows we all need that. Yes. Lives right now. <laughs> yes, yes. We totally get yes. that. So I have been seeing hundreds and hundreds of resources that are being made available to families for free. And I will admit it's totally awesome, but it's kind of overwhelming. As a parent, I can only imagine looking at a spreadsheet of free stuff and being like, Okay, I have about six hours ahead of me to even begin to decipher these links and decide what's really going to be helpful for my child. So we'll put the link in the show notes to the full list because there are a lot of great ones on there. There are museums that are doing virtual tours that you can view for free and a lot of other amazing educational resources. So again, we'll link that in the show notes, but we've taken a look at the list and compiled a shorter list of a few resources on there that we've personally used and recommend for your pre-K aged kiddos. 
one of the best ways to get movement into the day is with Cosmic Kids Yoga. If you've never heard of it, it's a yoga instructor named Jamie, who is also the most amazing storyteller and entertainer ever. I have done so many of these videos alongside my class and my niece and nephew. They're simple enough for young kids to be able to do the moves. And as she goes, she's telling you a story. So you can use, you can choose episodes with different animals, characters from movies like Frozen or Trolls. It's seriously gold. You can easily find time once or twice a day to play this guided yoga and meditation for your children to be entertained while getting the movement in. Yeah, I do them too. They really help you stretch out. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so another great website is Go Noodle. Um, Definitely share this one with your class um, parents because there are tons of videos on there that will get your kids moving and teach them new vocabulary vocabulary and concepts like patterns like in a fun way and a funny story um our my niece and nephew have just dance on the you know switch nintendo thing so Uh it's some of the things are similar to go noodles go noodle and uh scout has played it at their house before and she loved it so now she's convinced that she has it too because go noodle is the oh. same. She's always, so oh, yeah. I'll put it on when I like do my workouts in the morning and I can hear her in there. Oh, I'm winning. I'm winning. I just won. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, that's right, girl. You I just won. Even though that. we don't have that's that game, so awesome. but you just think that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you that's right. You're winning at it. <laughs> okay. So another tip we want to share for parents and guardians turn teachers is a website called teachers pay teachers. So now that you're taking on the teaching role, you should be let in on the secret teachers pay teachers, also known as TPT, which is a website where you can go and search for millions of teacher created resources and pay all different prices for documents that you can print and use right at home. I have a TPT store and my documents are for pre-K age children. So between three to five ish, But if you go to TPT, you can search different price ranges and grade levels. They have tons of resources. And there's just a lot of great teaching tools available for you on there. And of course, there's always the pre-K teacher family. We know money is tight right now for the world. So we want to bring you reasonable. we, We want to bring you resources at a reasonable price. If you use the promo code podcast... You can join the pre-K teacher family and have access to hundreds of documents right away. Even though it's called the pre-K teacher family, it's really for anyone that has pre-K aged children in their life. We have parents, grandparents, babysitters, all types of people benefiting from the resources. I had a parent sending me photos of the dining room table filled with all the documents that she had printed from the pre-K teacher family membership. And she was so excited to have lots of activities prepared and ready for her pre-K aged kiddo. And remember, your membership comes with access to me. (laughs) It might sound a little silly, but I'm quarantined here in Montana, no kids at home, (laughs) ready and waiting for the members of the family to reach out to me for anything they might need support with. Behaviors that are popping up at home. What do I do when my kid does this? It's so nice to be able to send a message and hear back right away about whatever it is that you need help with. Even though we are feeling really secluded right now, I am here and able to help you from far away. So talk to me because I'm listening. 
Okay, and then the next thing, our advice is to follow their interests. If your kids are into Paw Patrol or animals, use that to your advantage and create learning opportunities from those interests. It's so easy to get your kid to practice writing when they get to write or draw or color something that they already like rather than something you just printed and tell them to write about. Yes. Yes to this. Kid. <laughs> I was like really getting into that. That's uh, <laughs> like so true. Uh, <laughs> this is so true. And yes to this. Kids have, um, they have already so many awesome interests. So your school time doesn't really need to look like a traditional school time. You don't need work sh- sh- shits. You don't need work shits. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need work i'm tired i am a mom in quarantine okay <laughs> it's taking a toll uh, that's right okay um you don't need worksheets or a desk or any of that use what they already have and love so my daughter absolutely loves to play family like all the time and so there are so many ways to deepen learning by just playing family with her um and I always try to go into it like before I start playing family with her. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to work on vocab during this just in my head. Like it's easy as that. Like, so I'll say, um, I just simply point things out in a nonchalant way. Like, oh, I see your baby loves to eat red beets. And then she looks at the pretend baby food and she asks, well, what are beets? Perfect, so then that's yeah. a whole different, you know, yeah, conversation. So then we can look at beads we can try to taste them if we have them at home just it it deepens the whole learning and something she already likes and I ask her to name the family members what are their favorite colors and animals and how many pairs of shoes (laughs) her baby doll has on so it's just any which way you can go is awesome uh and my son he's two and he's obsessed with uh cars so obsessed (laughs) with cars and bugs Uh, And so the other day I took his lead and we spent hours and hours outside turning over rocks to find bugs. Uh, Yeah. And it was filled with so much curiosity and wonder, not to mention all the awesome vocab Um, bugs. We didn't know. I just, he would say, you know, what's that? What's that? And a lot of them I didn't know to tell you the truth. And so I'd say, I don't know. We need to look that up. Let's go look it up. So then that gave us a time to go, look it up and learn about it. And so I know it was good. And I see so many parents worried about not knowing how to teach their kids or not knowing how to do the math. It's okay. It's really okay. It's a good thing to show your kids when you don't know something. I always tell them that I don't know and that I'll have to look it up. And then I do. I follow through and I do it. And so it's teaching your kids that it's okay not to know, but there's always a way to find out and learn about it. And um, so it's just a good little teaching moment. And Hawk always plays with cars. So it's easy to have him tell me what color they are or we can group them by color. Another fun, I'm sure you've seen it on Kaylee's um, Instagram or my Instagram. Kids love to wash things with toothbrushes. So we set out the cars or rocks and a little thing of soap and a little thing of water. And he will spend a long time washing his cars polish them up so it's yeah that's right and he does that's so good okay so we know you don't want to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on materials and you don't need to do that but we're going to give you some ideas for learning and creating fun more fun engaging experiences at home with things you already have around yep 
cardboard boxes are one fun material that most people have at home already, especially with all these Amazon orders I know everybody's <laughs> making right now since we can't go anywhere. Um, you can make them into a fort and let kids color and write all over them. Or you can lay them fat, flat and draw roads for the kids to create a whole little town. Uh, when you do this one, kids can use any kind of blocks, toys, animals, dolls, figurines, cars, whatever, to add to their own little town. I mean, that will go on. That That's like open play. That can go on for hours. That's so good, yes. too. So much creative and imaginative play. It's so good. Yes. Okay. Another one is window tracing. If you have a window that's accessible to the kids, you can find any kind of coloring page or um, print out or you can print things for the kids to trace by holding up to the window. I usually use painter's tape to attach them and then um, you can put the piece of paper on top and they love to trace different kinds of pictures or letters or numbers um, in the window. That kind of makes it a special thing. Okay, we have a new sponsor that we'd like to tell you guys about. It's a company called Amped Up Learning. They're owned and operated by classroom teachers, which we love. As you know, we're here to support teachers. This great company has fun teacher-designed and printed shirts that don't break the bank, and they have tons of documents and printable activities that gamify learning. How awesome is that? We all know kids retain so much more information when the lessons are fun. They have created a coupon code just for our listeners to give you 10% off your entire order. The code is TRIEDANDTRUE10. Again, that's tried and true, and the number 10. It will give you 10% off, which makes it easy to remember, tried and true 10. So make sure to check them out, use our coupon code, and they do giveaways every month on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find them at Amped Up Learning. I will attach a link to their Facebook page in the show notes. Since we are all being cooped up and made to stay at home, we want to give you ideas of fun ways to spend time with children outside to get a break from the house. And we actually did a whole episode on ideas for outside play in episode three. So make sure to check that one out. We give you some fun ideas for entertaining kiddos outside by making potions, running in relays and races, spicing things up with accessories, dancing with streamers, and we give our favorite tips for bubble play. Okay, so we have two final tips for you. The first one is a way to motivate kids to want to complete work and, and do tasks on their own. So what it is is that you explain why work is important. So when I would have my students in my classroom, I would talk to them about their muscles. Oh, yes. And I would have them hold out their biceps and squeeze them, and I would just say, whoa, you are so strong. You're like Spider-Man or Hulk or whoever. And they love to hear this. They love when you feel their muscles. And so then I would talk to them about how their brain is like a muscle too. And this kind of makes it very clear for them. But to get your brain stronger, you can't just lift heavy stuff. To get your brain stronger, you have to think hard. And when you're working on something and it's hard, if you keep thinking and trying, that is how your brain gets stronger. And so I would pull up. Um, some Google images of either like Hulk or Spider-Man with their strong muscles and the kids see that and they're like and we talk about do you want to have a a Spider-Man brain like we want our brain to be strong like Hulk or Spider-Man which one do you like and they would go around and tell me which one they like and then I would pull up an image of Spongebob where he's lifting just (laughs) the bar of the you know like a weight bar and there's like stuffed animals on either side and he's really struggling 
And we talk about how the, the kids think it's so funny. And we would talk about how SpongeBob, he can't even lift those teddy bears. You're stronger than that, right? And, and you kind of encourage them and say, like, you're going to get a Hulk brain, man. Like, when you think and work hard, your brain is going to get strong. And it just is one idea that kids really respond to. And they talk about how they want a Hulk brain, not a, not a SpongeBob yes. brain. Good one. And that motivates them to do their own work. And another um, idea is it comes from the Montessori method where um, kids can create a space to display their own work. So like once they're completing their activities, they can hang them up. Maybe they're in the fridge or on a big window in the kitchen. Um, And then you can make it even more special by finding a certain kind of tape dispenser or whatever. It just can be a normal tape dispenser, but you put it there and you say, this is for you to hang up your work. And so they feel very proud to be able to do that. So um, it just means a lot to kid for kids to be able to get the tape and hang it up themselves. And then, you know, the whole family would be giving them attention by seeing the work hanging up. And um, you could even go a little bit farther by saying, if you do the work all by yourself, then we can put a few stickers on it and so that we hang that one up and everyone knows it's, you know, something you've done by yourself. This is a real, it seems so simple, but it really is kind of powerful in their little minds. I had forgotten about this until recently. And so Scout's paperwork was just, you know, her artwork and like when we do like little lessons was just piling up and I wasn't doing anything with it. And so then I tapped some string and some uh, clothespins. And so now she goes, she knows how to hang it up on there. And so, and it's so cute. Now Drew comes home from work and he's like, oh my God, more more beautiful work on there. Who did this? You know, and so then it's a great way for her to, be proud of herself and then it, she gets to explain her work again so it's just reinforcing the work so it's so and just oh the yeah attention. yeah giving and she's attention. so proud of it yeah it's it's weird and the tape thing do you remember how kids would go crazy about the, getting to use the, the tape in class and putting ever. it on the door yes for them to be able yes. to get the pieces of tape and even if they can't get it themselves yes. I would pull a few pieces off and just have it on the side of the shelf or whatever. And, yep. and they would still love to be able to get that piece of tape and hang that piece of paper up. Even if it took like it's three so pieces of tape. It's so weird. Yeah, they love but it. But they freaking love yeah. it. Yes. Such a good so one. So those are good two one. little other ideas that will hopefully help you to get your kids motivated to work independently and not need you every second. Yep. And I was going to say, you know, sometimes when we are – watching our kids play like in the cardboard box or tracing things, even me and I am a preschool teacher and I've studied all how important play is. My mind goes to like, Oh, they're not learning anything like that's pointless. Like what, you know? And I'm like, they should be like learning letters or, you know, doing paperwork, but there's so much learning in the play that don't get stressed out about doing like paper, like copying letters or anything. Really I mean, if your point. kid likes that, then go for it. But there's so much important learning that's happening in the play, yeah. especially outside. And those open play things that we suggested are so awesome. Yeah, just and even letting the kids be creative. Like, I feel like yes. some kids lose the ability to even come up with ideas for play. And it's just because they don't have yep. much experience with it. But the more you could, yes. I remember kids would come at the beginning of the year and they wouldn't even 
be able to think creatively during those free play times right. until they had more experience. And then by the end of the year, it's like the language that's happening is just you just sit back and watch. Yes. But you have to let them yes. get used to that kind of open. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes you do have to prompt them, like, you know, give an idea. But then once they get used to it and carried away with it, then it, whoa, it blossoms into really cool play. And um, oh, what was I going to say? I was also along the lines of that, but I forgot. But yeah, it's very important, all that good play. Totally. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, so we hope this episode has given you some ideas to help lighten your heart during this crisis. Remember, we're all in this together, and we are always here for you.